Dinosaurs and man, two species separated by 65 million years of evolution have just been suddenly thrown back into the mix together. How can we possibly have the slightest idea of what to expect? Oh yeah, ooh, ah, that's how it always starts. But then later there's running and then screaming. Dr. Grant, my dear Dr. Sattler, welcome to Jurassic Park. You're listening to Best One Since the Next One, the podcast that dives deeper than the fuselage of a lightweight airplane crashing down from the trees of an abandoned genetic research lab island into film and TV franchises and the fandoms they inspire. Not my best work, but what can you do? We are smack dab in the middle of our Jurassic Park series, a podcast series, 65 million and 29 years in the making, trudging our way through the jungles of Isla Sorna towards the release of Jurassic Park Dominion, the supposed final movie in the Jurassic saga. Still an insane thing to say. With me today... Our returning guest, we have Ren Rice of Stitchcraft and uh, the new podcast, Bookmarked and Busy. Welcome back, Ren. Hi, thanks for having me <laughs> again. <laughs> Do you want to tell the audience what just happened to your cat? <laughs> um, I was, I'm eating gummy bears and I had to sneeze really, really bad. And my cat's like right in front of me. So I just kind of let it go. So she got a, a face of like gummy bear like chewed up gummy bears and snot and i felt i feel bad but. <laughs> taking a gummy bear to the dome yeah um, are they albanese gummy bears or they uh, are oh, yeah. yeah hell yeah <laughs> i knew we had you back on for a reason we, this is now a gummy bear preference podcast so. are they sour or regular regular they didn't have right. the sour ones where i went well they're always good i used to i used to work at a place and i used to work on in bulk food in a mm-hmm. um like a Whole Foods ripoff type place, mm-hmm. um and I would you know they tell like oh kids have their hands in the bulk containers don't give, don't buy bulk whatever and I was like fuck kids having their kids in it I I I had my hands in there all day just like mm. scooping out Albanese gummy bears so yeah I used to work at um it's sugar I don't know if anyone knows what that is but it's like a candy store um it is a chain but uh it is it's also like primarily bulk candy um and then like they have novelty stuff it's very it was a very annoying place to work. I'm sorry. Um, it's sugar if anyone's listening, but uh, I Uh-oh. too would stick my hands in the in the tubs to get chocolate covered gummy bears. Those are my favorite ones. The CEO of Sugar is our biggest fan, so <laughs> you're you're going down. Yeah. Do you want to tell uh, people a little bit about Stitchcraft and then also about you have a new podcast out called Bookmarked and Busy? So <laughs> yeah, go for um, it. So Stitchcraft is my shop. It's a, a fandom movies all inspired by things that i like um right now my i'm shifting focus i used to i I do a lot of like stickers and stuff but um with those like you have to buy so many and then they don't sell so i'm stuck with a bunch of sock but so now i'm basically just going to refocus and do t-shirts um screen printing which i just learned how to do and it's really fun um i can do it at home and um just doing like custom made to order like handmade garments just like where i originally started um when I first started Stitchcraft. So I'm just kind of going back to my roots a little bit, 
but then also doing t-shirts because I have a blast doing t-shirt stuff all the time now. And my podcast, <laughs> uh, it's called Book Nerd and Busy, a fan fiction appreciation podcast. And uh, it's exactly what it sounds like. <laughs> uh, I got into fan fiction during the pandemic. Well, pre-pandemic, but like even more so during the pandemic. Um, and you read all these cool stories by these people. And you, I mean, for me, I just wondered like what, where do these come from and you know what kind of headspace are you in when you write these things and I don't close myself off to any sort of genre or topic so I guess that's what makes me a little more open to conversations sure uh, so yeah so I have authors on um some of my favorite ones that I've read and some people that I consider friends with online but yeah I have them on and we talk about their work and um, it does get really personal um especially talking about uh personal experiences and how that translates in their in their writing um it's 18 plus uh so if you want to listen to it <laughs> uh just know that it gets in it like almost immediately i, I said i listened to the first episode i was like we're just getting right into it let's oh, go yeah. for it so. it's it's sex and kinks and um lot, there's trigger warnings and content warnings but we put all that in the show uh, just because when you're delving into fan fiction, that comes with the territory most of the time. So sure. Um, but yeah, and I'm I'm starting to branch out. I don't know. I think this episode of your podcast will come out way before the one that I'm about to mention. But I just had a voice actor on actress. Oh. She um, reads fan fiction for people. So like she'll make audio recordings of people's fan fiction. Um, and because I read Raylo, which is Ray and Ben Solo, Ray and Kylo, um, she does the voices and she's originally from the UK. And when I was talking to her, it was like almost like I swear it's like I was talking to Daisy Ridley. It was insane. Wow. Yeah. She and she told me like how she changes her voice to do everything. And I'm like, wow. So like that kind of stuff too. I just started branching out to doing that and talking to artists and whatnot. But um yeah i love it i love it so far at the time of recording your podcast i think only three episodes are out so yeah like i said i, was, I listened to the first episode and like fan fiction is not something i know like almost anything about probably just your like generalized like stereotypical things that people would know about fan fiction mm -hmm. so it was it was really interesting to dive into that and it's really cool that you have started that and like are just getting cool guests and everything so make sure you follow bookmarked and busy find that on spotify and apple and wherever wherever you can find it so we had you on to talk about jurassic park 3 because i feel like you have a uh you see you said you'd never seen it and like i feel never like you have, a, <laughs> you have a you have a real pension and a real knack for like talking about like the ones that people seem to like hate the most yeah and, like finding finding the good in them i we'll see how you felt about this one <laughs> uh, but how do you feel about jurassic park as a, as a series as a whole yeah um so Jurassic Park was never like a staple in my childhood. Uh, I do have vivid imagery of the VHS box, like the box set, like I'm uh, sorry, the box like art, um, because my mom did have the ones that were out on VHS, out on VHS. Um, and I love the first one. The first one, obviously, I think everyone loves the first one. Um, and that's the one that I kind of latch on to when people want to talk about Jurassic Park. The second one, I have seen a couple times and 
when I was trying to figure out what Jurassic Park 3 was even about, I was talking to my coworker <laughs> and I was like, yeah, it's the one with like, like Jeff Goldblum's back and he has like his daughter, right? And he's like, no, that's the second one. And I was like, well, what the hell's the third one? Because <laughs> I'm like, how, do, how have I gone like this long, never seen the third one? So yeah, I, I've never seen it until now to, <laughs> to talk about it. Um, You're welcome. And- <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, yeah. Oh, boy. I got a lot to say. Um, and uh, so, so yeah, Jurassic Park's not something, it's not like my favorite thing. I don't, uh, I don't go like super fan fan girly over like seeing like the jeeps and you know when you're at conventions like because like when you're at conventions and people see jurassic park so they get really excited and like that's not me i think at san diego comic-con was when the first um chris pratt one had come out is when i went i went in 2015 and i remember seeing like the velociraptor <laughs> statue and i just <laughs> was like i don't really like jurassic park but i want a picture of me doing that like stance that he does when he tries to like hold back the velociraptor <laughs> yeah. so there's like the picture of me like with my hands out like <laughs> to our i was like that's it that's all i know <laughs> we're gonna do a whole hour on the chris pratt stance during the jurassic world podcast because oh, that's like, all he does during all of them that's amazing um it's funny that you say that about it because it's kind of my same experience with it where but i have seen it before it's one of the first memories i ever have of being like okay so why did this happen why was this a thing because i remember seeing it in Traverse City, Michigan on vacation one year. My family would go there every year for vacation. And like my cousin and I were like, oh, Jurassic Park 3 is out apparently. And we went to go see it. And it's just like, I feel like it's one of those movies where I was just like, what what was the need for this? I was at an age then where I was just like, I just liked everything that came out. I didn't feel like I didn't really have, you know, refined taste or anything like that. Not that I do now, but like, was I 19 when it came out? 18, 19. And it was just like, I don't know. I was starting to get a little bit jaded towards things. And I was like, what is the deal with this? You know, revisiting it now, I feel like I have, it's it's grown in my estimation a little bit, but it's still completely absurd and ridiculous movie. But mm-hmm. it does kind of blend into the background and it, you do kind of forget about it. It's a real oddity because it's just so briskly paced and so in and out that it's just, the set pieces are kind of forgettable. They're fun, but forgettable. And like, that's kind of the whole, that's, sums up the whole movie to me is like fun but forgettable um unfortunately but you know i i had fun watching it this time but there's some things in it where i'm just like what is even going on here i wanted to see what other movies came out that same weekend because i was curious to see like what it was up against and if i'm looking at this correctly daily domestic chart for wednesday july 18th it came out on top it beat what did it beat well none of these are good the fast and the furious i guess would be like the comparison (laughs) yeah tread lightly I, I mean, I love Fast and Furious. The franchise is great. That's good to know. Yeah. No, yeah. There's actually some of them I haven't seen that I'm really excited to watch because I know the Fast Fast 10 is coming out <laughs> or is starting production or something. I'm not sure. Um, but yeah. So yeah, Jurassic Park 3 it says it's above like Legally Blonde, which is a huge staple now. I don't know how popular it was when it came out, but yeah, like Scary Movie 2, Fast and Furious, <laughs> Shrek. <laughs> so <laughs> I mean... There must have been Jurassic Park fans out there that were excited about it to go see it, to have it do like top top number for the weekend. Especially to beat Shrek. But I guess I guess Shrek kind of gained its uh its rabid fan base years Later. after the yeah. y- years after the fact. So yeah. it's really crazy. And I think just the name itself of Jurassic Park holds enough weight in people's imaginations and, and you know, in in the social conscience and the zeitgeist that I think that's going to put bodies in the seats no matter what. But I think it's after this one, you know, noticeably it took a long, long, long break 
before Jurassic World came out. I think people were like, okay, we need to take a little breather here and kind of reassess <laughs> reassess what we're doing with this franchise because this ain't it. If you're not having that much of a relationship with Jurassic Park, and especially with this movie, if you, ju- you just watched it for the first time tonight. Yes. <laughs> uh, there's not much else to say beyond that. So without further ado. Hold on to your butts. Because we're plunging arm first into a pile of Spinosaurus shit to find our satellite phone so we can broadcast all you need to know about Jurassic Park 3. <laughs> As we kind of discussed already, it's certainly the black sheep of the original Jurassic Park trilogy, but it's nowhere near the nadir of the series. Jurassic Park 3 is one of the first Why Did This Happen movies in my memory banks. Another part about that, too, is I was kind of thinking about this, and maybe I should save this for the Jurassic World podcast, but it's just really weird to think of Jurassic Park as like a saga or a complete series, and Mm -hmm. then like there's two trilogies of Jurassic Park that just seems unreal and kind of unnecessary to me because like you said like people are getting excited to see jeeps like that's not a right. very like <laughs> that's not like an x-wing an x-wing or like a xenomorph or anything it's just like a, <laughs> yeah. G- a cool looking jeep and it's just like it's just so strange and I was also thinking before this podcast it'd be really funny if um someone was like yeah I like the original trilogy and you're like oh yeah I like Star Wars too and they're like no Jurassic Park and they're like <laughs> big ot jurassic park ot fans uh as messy as jurassic park 3 was on screen the behind the scenes drama of the movie was even more so at least in production the movie's a brisk one hour and 32 minutes the shortest of the whole series thank goodness but jurassic park 3 you think that was that shortness comes from like savvy editing choices or you know brisk storytelling in the script but as you'll see jurassic park 3 went into production without a completed script so Mm. (laughs) <laughs> that's it, pretty pretty evident if you watch it once you probably it's something probably something like you probably say like sarcastically but it's like actually true where they just kind of winged it the whole time so from the first draft uh written by peter buckman the key plot point of getting alan grant back to an island if not the island was a point of contention and as director and man that looks like he'd crush your fist with a handshake joe johnston said the major problem with that script was in selling the audience on the return of paleontologist alan grant to the island the story we were getting ready to shoot was much more complicated. It was just too much with all these torture convolutions to get Grant back there. There was all this crazy State Department, Costa Rica government massacres mm. on the beach storylines. And like Dr. Grant had to testify before Congress and all this like insane stuff, which I mean, they pick up later in. Have you seen if you've seen Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom or Jurassic World, there's like elements of that in there. So, you know, besides a bizarre B-plot that saw the State Department investigating bizarre mutilations off the coast of Costa Rica, the rest of the script uh, remained largely the same as to what ended up on screen on the Jurassic Park 3 that we know. With one bizarre twist at the end of the original draft of the film, saw Dr. Grant hiding in the jungle as the mm. U.S. military carpet bombed the island. So, like, he was just, like, hiding in the jungle. I was like, I'm staying here. So, I think that would have been a really hilarious ending to it. I wish they would have kept it because that's, like, why? What would have... <laughs> I think I'll stay here where I'm like traumatized and like terrified of everything. <laughs> yeah. So Spielberg and Joe Johnson said, no way. Vetoed the script uh, only five weeks before shooting started with $18 million already spent on pre-production storyboarding. Mm. And a, they had a full shooting schedule. So uh. um, <laughs> can you imagine like that you have all eyes on you making an Jurassic Park sequel and it's like a month or so before you start shooting, you're like, I don't have even have a full script. This is insane. Yeah. Like I used to work in film. Uh, back in California and uh, I definitely noticed like to have like 
<laughs> for me because I worked in costuming uh have all my shit together like my whole binder and all my notes and all my photos and everything and like wardrobe changes for them to be like um actually we're gonna change this or like take <laughs> and it's like okay but like we're starting shooting next week <laughs> like yeah. it's it oh I can't imagine and honestly <laughs> like I <laughs> The, the the plot that they have like to get him back to the island i absolutely hated it so i don't <laughs> what you don't mean you don't think it's good <laughs> no <laughs> you don't think it makes perfect sense and uh someone that survived uh dinosaur attacks would definitely go back for that reason right um you can kind of see why because uh you know at this point david kept the scribe of the first two jurassic park movies um came in to you know quote unquote save the day and salvage what was left of the originally like bloated script. And he had the idea to make the story about Dr. Grant heading to the island to save a missing boy. Alexander Payne and Jim Taylor were brought in to execute the script. They just come off of like making the movie Election. And they were mm. like, oh, we'll do this Jurassic Park 3 script now. And then on top of that, Peter Buckman was brought back in to revise the script that they revised. So it's a copy of the copy of a copy of a copy. Mm. Um, so is it, you know, it's like it's starting to make sense a little bit why it's just such a insanely paced and like it seems so thrown together and this is kind of why because it literally was pretty much thrown together you know when all was said and done still no completed final draft of the script and all the work that went into revising the story basically landed in the first act so all that Mm. surgery they did was just like just to get it going and uh joe johnson said uh sometimes we are writing things that we're going to be shooting that afternoon it's stupid the only thing about it, the only thing about it is that it gives you the freedom to decide what you're going to do as you go along. Most of the action set pieces that make the movie watchable survived. However, some of the cast members almost didn't, said Dr. Alan Grant himself, Sam Neill. We have a story that moves like an express train driven by some very alarming dinosaurs. This film is more extreme, a full-on thing from the time you get to the island, which is almost immediately to the time we get off. For those who do, Joe said this would probably be the most physical film I'd ever do, and he was right. You know, William H. Macy said of the scene where a, where a Spinosaurus destroys the fuselage of the crew's crashed plane and kicks it around the forest floor. We got banged up pretty badly. When we shot in the fuselage of the airplane, it was like spending the day in a clothes dryer. Taya Leone had a couple close calls and like just did her own stunts. And some of the bruises on her body, it said, were like makeup, but most of them were real bruises because mm. she was just getting thrown around, tossed around. And speaking of these set pieces, they really screwed the pooch on this one because a monumental misstep for the production of this movie. They cut a scene that was in the storyboards where a Velociraptor drove a motorcycle off a cliff. Oh. Jurassic World Dominion, Dominion, we got our eyes on you. We're looking at you, okay? Come through. Make it happen. Let's get this scene. In the trailer for Jurassic Park Dominion, a raptor gets clotheslined. So, you know, anything can happen. So, Well, like Chris Pratt's character has a motorcycle, doesn't he? In all the in, in, in Fallen uh, Kingdom and Jurassic World, he's dry, riding a motorcycle with raptors in both of them. Yeah, and okay. this and this one. Okay, cool. So yeah, <laughs> make it happen. <laughs> <laughs> all hope is not lost that a, a raptor will ride a motorcycle. Let's um yeah, like we mentioned before, Jurassic Park three, directed by Joe Johnston, one of my personal heroes. He did the Rocketeer. October Sky, uh, to a lesser extent, Hidalgo. I don't know why I put that in there. But he also did, you know, one of my top five favorite Marvel movies, Captain America, the first Avenger. I love that one. Mm-hmm. But it's basically The Rocketeer. Uh, yeah, The Rocketeer is so. great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I didn't yeah, know Rock- he did that one. That one's great. Joe Johnson is, you know, a legendary award-winning special effects creator. He started his career as a concept artist and effects technician on Star Wars, on A New Hope. Uh, he co-created the design of Boba Fett and was the art director on one of the effects teams for Return of the Jedi. Uh, he also won an Academy Award for Visual Effects for Raiders of the Lost Ark. So he's like 
the he's the man. So I'm seeing like lots of works with characters that involve the coolest helmets. Like, yeah. <laughs> which is like good for him. <laughs> he's a real he's a real helmet guy. Yeah, yeah. for sure. <laughs> helmet or mask guy. No no real helmets in this movie. Dinosaurs with big bony heads, but no no <laughs> helmets in this one. So the highest budget yet of a Jurassic Park movie with $93 million. Uh, got a box office return of $368.8 million, sitting at 48% on the critic score for Rotten Tomato, 36% with the audience, uh, 42% on Metacritic. Obviously, the cast of Sam Neill returning as Dr. Alan Grant. William H. Macy as Paul Kirby. Taya Leone as Amanda Kirby. Uh, Alejandra Novola as Billy Brennan. Uh, Trevor Morgan as Eric Kirby, Michael Jeter as Udeski, and a little brief cameo appearance by Laura Dern. Um, one of the smaller casts for a Jurassic Park movie, but mm-hmm. um, it's a pretty pretty slight script. So, um, yeah, I mean that's that's the lowdown on Jurassic Park three. Um, should we get into uh, the actual plot of the movie itself? Yes, let's do it because I have I have things to say. Okay. <laughs> All right. To start the movie, a father and son partake in some horribly green screen parasailing off the coast of Isla Sorna. As they dinosaur above the pristine <laughs> waters, their boat passes through some dense fog, and it's revealed that they've all been eaten once it emerges from the other side by what? What got them? I didn't even cap that the parasailing was green screen. <laughs> so, oh. like, I mean, I don't know if that's a good thing. I mean, I guess their effects were good enough, where I was like, oh, it kind of looks real but also i think i think it was playing on the fact that i actually am terrified about parasailing so i was just like i was like oh that looks that's terrifying (laughs) because for literally for this that exact reason i mean not the dinosaurs but like because like what if the boat like loses control and then you're stuck and then you have to like let yourself go and then you're just gliding somewhere like how do you know yeah no i I could never i will never parasail (laughs) in my life I would love it if you were scared of it because of the dinosaur aspect too, though. We were like, I don't want anything to do with that. There's dinosaurs eating the crew members on the boat. Um, well, you know what? I have a fear of big bodies of water because I don't know too. what's in it. So, like, it, there could be dinosaurs under there. We don't know. <laughs> That's true. It's, uh, there is a term for that. Thalassophobia uh, is the name of it. Mm. Fear, fear of uh, it's a real it's a, a specific phobia that involves a persistent and intense fear of deep bodies of water such okay. as the ocean or sea. And I, I have that big time too. Yeah. Where if I see a picture of like, there's this one picture that I googled one time to, as an example to show somebody, and it's someone like on the edge of like a complete drop off uh, into the ocean. I was like, it like my hair, the hair in my arms stands on end <laughs> when I see it. And that part in like Finding Nemo. In the very beginning, when the barracuda, whatever, eats all the eggs, yeah, you know the, the drop off. That part is like a horror movie to me. It's like <laughs> I, so the boat careens towards a rocky outcropping. It, I just this is the part I don't understand though. Like if the boat does crash, like doesn't really affect them that much, right? It's just like yeah, they're just gonna go, like they can just float away and be good. I don't know why that was such a dramatic moment for them, but yes, because I'm like okay, so the boat stops. You'll either, I mean, obviously you can't. You, you'll just kind of hover there. But yeah. you could also safely get back down to the water. But I guess if you don't know what killed them and the the assumption is what killed them is in the water, that's true. then I wouldn't want to land in the water either. <laughs> that's true. But then, 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 they just, then they just glide really safely to the island. That's but, true. Yeah. Well, that's my only problem with this movie. So we Really? Can wrap, we can just wrap it up here. No, it's not. Oh, okay. It's not. It's not. <laughs> That was a genuine concern. <laughs> <laughs> you just lo- you just log off. Yeah. 
The dual brake V before it crashes and explodes, and the two float ominously towards the island as it fades to Dr. Alan Grant, still terrible with children, playing with Ellie Sattler's child in her front yard. Um, I actually really like this part. I think it's a good, I think it's a pretty good character introduction. I like how he can't help himself from being like, actually, those two wouldn't fight each other like that. I, <laughs> I don't, do you know, do you know that um, gif, jif, however people say it, um, of, her name is New York from um, I Love New York or like the Flavor Flav show. And it's like, it zooms in on her face while she's saying like Beyonce because she looks really surprised. Um, that's how I felt when this part happened because I was really <laughs> excited. I was like, cool. Like, it's Alan and then Ellie comes out and I was like Ellie she's holding a baby and then her husband comes and I was like not their baby (laughs) it didn't register I was like no (laughs) (laughs) it is it is like slightly heartbreaking and it's a good it's it's such a great um (laughs) way to talk about like the years that have passed without saying anything you know yeah I think it's I think think it's a really clever and fun albeit like slightly depressing like character intro for these people so Mm -hmm. uh yeah that's right everybody Ellie is married Ellie is married but not to Dr. Grant so like life you know Dr. Grant shares his findings with Dr. Sattler over dinner and later at one of his lectures that raptors are so advanced that had nature not taken its course, they would have ended up the dominant species on earth. Mm-hmm. Okay. Sure. Um, <laughs> uh, so at this point, enter Billy. Uh, oh, an Billy. Acoly- oh, Billy. <laughs> an, a- an, acolyte of do- an acolyte of Dr. Grant uh, at an archaeological dig where he 3D prints the resonating chamber of a raptor that can be used to mimic real life raptor sounds before being intruded on by Paul Kirby a supposed intrepid billionaire who invites him to dinner with his wife, Amanda Kirby. I hate these two, by the way. Oh my God. Same. (laughs) They suck. Let's just get out of the way. They're terrible. Uh. Um, We can talk more about them when we get to that, like their official like Island, but like, Oh man, bad. Dr. Grant goes to this dinner and they ask what he's having to drink. And he says, I'll have an ice pick catfish. And Billy says two, please. And this part is also insane because a, those are two different drinks. And uh, ice pick is vodka, lemonade, and sweet tea. It's like an alcoholic Arnold Palmer, basically. And then the other, the a catfish is peach schnapps and whiskey. So interesting. Does he want those combined? And then they got two of them, <laughs> or it's like, like that's his drink of choice. Is either one of those? I don't like that's that's. Uh, I was just like, what are you doing, Doctor Grant? Ice pick catfish. I was like, what the hell is going on? But that's my little used to be a bartender rant. That's a fun fact for me. I didn't know those are real <laughs> drinks. So. <laughs> Well, ice pick uh, ice pick catfish is definitely not a real. Drink, well, yeah, but... yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it sounds disgusting. So next time you're at the bar, make sure to order two of those and see what the bartender says. Okay. <laughs> that was to you and the people listening at large. It was okay, whoever, yeah, no, I'm gonna do whoever it. wants to. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, sorry. I like googled it because I wanted to see if there was like a fun fact about like why it was in the movie, and I don't see anything. Okay. <laughs> Like a like an inside joke or something. Yeah, yeah, like I was like, does it mean something? <laughs> it, it, it's gibber, it's gibberish. It's complete gibberish. Okay, yeah. Well, anyway. <laughs> uh, so moving on from that, it it seems like Paul and Paul and Amanda chartered an airplane to Isla Sorna, which like, ugh, okay, whatever. Like as soon as they <laughs> as soon as they said that, I was like, oh, this is a trap. Uh, <laughs> um, and asked Grant to be their dinosaur tour guide. He accepts after they write him a check for a large sum. Okay, so <laughs> we talked about <laughs> earlier, like why he would accept to go back to that goddamn island. And <laughs> 
I, I understand, I guess, because he was like the money for the funding. Like, I get it, because if, if if that's what he needs, that's what he needs, so he's going to do what he needs to do to get it. Uh, but I kind of feel like <laughs> he should also maybe know better and maybe do, like, a background check or, like, ask <laughs> more questions before he just was like, oh, a check? Cool, let's go. Because, like, <laughs> nothing is that easy. And I yeah, feel like, exactly. especially when it comes to going to do a dinosaur tour, in quotes, like, No. <laughs> those zeros in that check were talking to him. But at the same time, that's exactly the setup that got him there in the first place from John Hammond. I'll fund your research for three years. Right. And so he's, he got fooled again. He did. Fool Alan Grant once. Shame on you. Fool him twice. Shame on Alan Grant. Yes. Actually, I didn't even put those two together. So yeah, he got duped twice. Uh, <laughs> anyway, um, piloted by an unsavory crew of mercenaries, they take off for the island. On the plane ride, Dr. Grant falls asleep and has a nightmare of a raptor calling his name. What? That, I wrote that in my notes. I was like, I, I think I put LOL talking velociraptor in the dream. It's like, but like having that nightmare that no one's driving is enough. But then he's like, Alan? <laughs> like the, way it, the way it talks. And it's like, I, I don't I don't really know what they were going for there. But I'm, I'm glad they went for it. I'm glad is they that, at least tried it. I wonder if that was in the original script or in like the edits. Like they were like, how about we had this little this little goof, this little. Yeah, I, I think they were I think they were winging that part. They just had the uh, the animatronic ready to go. And they're like, just have it say Alan. Um, but I do love um, I do love the Velociraptors. And I like that. And I like that this one was like basically Velociraptor supremacy, the movie. So um, <laughs> totally. anyway, <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Uh, they arrive at Isasorna and the crew attempts to get permission to land. Uh, Grant protests and is knocked out for doing so, which like, oh God, okay, anyway. Um, <laughs> he awakens the Kirby's wife shouting for Ben and Eric into a megaphone which draws the attention and ire of the big bad Spinosaurus. That part was sick number one that pissed me the fuck, sorry, I'm gonna swear, oh pissed me the, the fuck off about the Kirby's. I'm like, oh. you come, you know there's dinosaurs, you know that, <laughs> and you come to this island and you start screaming into a megaphone? Into a megaphone. Are you kidding me? <laughs> and they keep doing it they through the whole doing movie. It. Yeah, they, they scream a lot, and it's like, so much. Yeah. One of the notes I put in there on mine was like, like I totally get it. Like they're trying to find their son, but they're not doing it in the smart, safe, like sane way that Alan is trying to get them to do it. And by like, I forgot what point. I honestly stopped caring about most of the people. I was like, totally. I wouldn't be upset if any of these people die. <laughs> right? Yeah. And it's like, and it's like, I know that's, I know it's like a, you know, a character arc to get to get them from ex-husband ex-wife and annoying to like back together and like lovey-dovey and like right. re reignite their love for each other but like that we're, we're starting at the absolute rock bottom with them and it's hard yeah. to climb up from there because it's like man just shut up shut just stop. up just shut up uh and it's just I've, i said i think i said shut up like at least <laughs> yeah. 50 times during this movie so. Same. And not in a suspenseful, like, I'm in it to win it kind of no. way. Like, you got me. It was just like, just shut up. Like. Please. <laughs> um, everyone rushes back into the plane, but one mercenary, Cooper, who runs in front of the plane to stop it, but is devoured by the Spinosaurus, who also clips the plane. I thought they were going to run him over. I was so <laughs> I was so excited. I was like, don't stop. Just, just run him over. Because he knocked Alan in the head. So I was like, you kind of deserve it. But he got eaten. So I guess that's fine. Yeah. Uh, I, love, I love that the blood splashes. Yeah. The that's pretty cool. 
Oh, uh, that guy. That guy also got like one of the actual lines that made me laugh in the movie, where they're like, "Oh, how do you know the Kirby's?" And they turn back, and he's like slicked back hair and like yeah, um, wrap around sun- black wrap around sunglasses on. He's like, "Uh, we, we know each other from church." Pretty yeah, funny. pretty pretty good. I liked it. Uh, which I don't know how that also wasn't a red flag for for Alan to just look at all the people on board and be like, mm, <laughs> something hmm. doesn't seem right here. Um, <laughs> crashing, crashing in a tree, they're spotted and attacked by the Spinosaurus as if it has some sort of grudge against the group. After the Spinosaurus finishes beating the shit out of the plane and devouring the pilot, uh, I don't remember who the pilot was, so that's fine. Um, <laughs> the remaining group makes a break for it and stumbles across a T-Rex, which gives chase to them before encountering the Spinosaurus, which battles the T-Rex to death. It rules. Okay. So <laughs> I find it really hard. Um, I found it really hard, especially in certain parts, to be afraid of the dinosaurs. Because like, in the first one, I remember when I watched the first one as a kid, I was terrified. Like, the, the animatronics and like that movie itself was pretty scary sure. but in this one and i don't know if it's just because early 2000s were stepping into the use of cgi um a lot more um but i was just like this isn't this isn't doing it for me <laughs> like it doesn't give me the same like right suspense I that i felt spielberg is very patient with building up scenes like that and and dinosaur introductions and this one moves at like breakneck speed it's just trying yeah. to cram cram as many dinosaurs and things into it as possible in terms of the cgi this is actually like this is actually like a big jump forward in special effects for like uh ilm industrial light and magic i don't know the, the technical specifics of it but it was like a big jump forward for like animals out in daylight less oh. less like less like wet looking mm. cg which works uh, both with and against this movie you know and joe johnson was like all about it because you know he's an he's an old ilm guy and so, but I agree though, like there's something really wonky about the T-Rex that they find here. Mm-hmm. It's just kind of like, oh, and then the thing with the Spinosaurus is like, it just, it's not really scary because it's kind of like gangly and it has like the alligator mouth, like <laughs> mouth. Is that the one that cut, that has the phone in its, in its, in its belly? That's the, the one. Sp- it's got a fan okay. on the back of it. Yeah. The, ma- the big, the big main bad guy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It swallowed the cell phone or whatever. Yeah. Okay. I have... <laughs> Uh, when we get there, I'm gonna tell you the part that cracked me up. <laughs> I, I think I, I think I might know because I there was a similar part later on in the movie where I was like, okay, okay, okay. okay. <laughs> uh, well, we'll see if it's the same okay. part. Um, but I do love the T Rex and the Spinosaurus fighting. It, do, I do think it does rule, and it's really fun to watch. Because um, mm-hmm. that's like that's like what you want, right? The truth comes out that this is actually a rescue mission for the Kirby's lost son Eric and uh, Ben, her ex, her like step husband or her like her like new husband or whatever and that paul isn't actually a billionaire surprise surprise but owns a bath and tile company and would gladly pay dr grant for his troubles with the bathroom remodel (laughs) grant reveals he's the wrong guy for the job because he's never been on isla sorna it's the wrong island you idiots read the book like he clearly said what island it is in the book i'm sure but he's like i wrote she's like he's like but you wrote that book and like they just assumed it was the same island what are you doing yeah they stumble upon ben and eric's parasail very important for later and the remains of ben come crashing down like goonie style uh onto amanda and she runs off more fucking screaming into the woods because mm. you know she's a woman and she can't handle it mm-hmm. uh <laughs> but i mean i guess if like a like a sloppy skeleton fell onto me i would be pretty upset too but like um i don't know she's just screaming all the damn time mm-hmm. um she runs into the woods where her and her ex-husband have an emotional moment about their son before discovering a raptor breeding ground, a whole 
mess of nests that they find. Um, the group moves quickly to an abandoned in-gen research facility where they discover a destroyed dinosaur cloning facility when a raptor attacks and chases them. Uh, they trap it behind a fence where it calls its friends, it's calling for help, and mm-hmm. chase the group into a stampeding herd of dinos. Okay. And the group scatters. The raptors catch up to Udeski, the lead mercenary, and keep him alive long enough to use him as a trap. I thought this part was kind of cool. Yeah, but it was. Amanda springs to trap before being saved. Uh, then a raptor snaps Udeski's neck. Like, it has a grudge against him. Like, the, all these dinosaurs are very salty in this movie. They are. But they're, so, <laughs> they're, like, so salty. I said that, like... They're kind of like uh, now see here, kind of like gangsters, like <laughs> or like or like the uh, the hyenas from the Lion King. They've got like, yeah. a real, they've got a real personality and an attitude. And I'm sure that was purposeful, but it's like a little too much. It's a little too much, you know. Like no, it's like is that a visual of them like walking through the forest, like snapping their fingers, like they're oh, a yeah. gang, like totally, totally. One of them's doing a yo-yo. One of them's like fl- one of them's like flipping a quarter in the air and like blowing a bubble. It's there's like one part near the end of the movie where like one of them goes to snap at him and then like the lead raptor is like no like back up and he's like okay boss yeah like uh <laughs> it's really crazy but yeah he snaps it snaps his neck just to be petty and you know the gang thinks they're safe then the raptors encircle them once again gotcha only to be saved by Eric who has gone full Jumanji at this point and apparently transformed into a total badass in eight weeks so mm-hmm. Eric grabs Grant and drags him into his bunker where he's been hiding along with his prized beaker of T-Rex piss and the two formulate a plan to head for the coast. I can kind of ride with this movie up to this point when the, <laughs> when the gas canisters, like the gas grenades pop in and it's the kid that's like, yeah, I figured out how to use this. And he's like, how did you get this T-Rex piss? He's like, you don't want to know. I'm like, what? Like, what's going on here? Like, why are we doing this? I don't know. I, ki- yeah. I kind of get, get it, but it's like, I don't know. I don't think the kid pulls it off. We're we're continuing our run of like bad kid actors in in uh, the Jurassic Park sequels. So I don't know. Like I said, uh, it's it's very hard for me to sympathize or like it, any of these characters except for um, Alan. It's like the only yeah. one where I'm like, it's because I know him. Right. Um, but yeah, everyone else, even the kid, which I'm just like, like I don't ever want a kid to die. But I'm like, if this kid like <laughs> got caught by any reason, I wouldn't, <laughs> I wouldn't feel bad because I'm just like, I don't, like I don't have any reason to get ca- to care about this guy. And then like also cycling back, um, <laughs> wasn't wasn't the guy who he went to the island with his mom's like boyfriend or something? Is that who he was to the to his mom initially? Like the Eric, the little kid. Yeah, so Eric yeah, went to was, the island it, it, with his with with Taya Leone's new husband. She re, like remarried or like boyfriend or something. Okay, like. yeah, they didn't spend a, enough time making that <laughs> like yeah, they, yeah. feel <laughs> correct because <laughs> yeah, like, she didn't feel she screamed and then she ran away. But that's it. Like you don't hear or feel anything else from her about her freaking new husband <laughs> dying. Yeah, because. <laughs> Paul says, like, sorry about Ben, but, like, she was really more just, like, grossed out by being touched by a, a, a corpse, yeah. you know? Tough look for for Ben, who just gets, like, zero screen time and then is, like, <laughs> just writ- written off completely. Yeah. So. <laughs> and it's pretty fucked up because he was still, like, in the in the harness when he was, yeah. he was clearly eaten, still strapped up there. And, like, the kid didn't try to save him? Like, Yeah, know. and, like, how did the kid get down? Yeah. Like, I, I have questions. Okay, anyway. <laughs> um 
the important Eric, stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Eric hears his dad's uh, his dad's sat phone ring and runs towards the source as Billy's group heads for the coast as well. Um, Eric's parents hear him shouting and they run to reunite but are blocked off by a giant spiked electric fence. I was almost certain that fence was active and I was like, oh my god, touch it. Like <laughs> I thought it was gonna be like in the in the first one where he gets totally <laughs> anyway. Uh, <laughs> um, he tells his dad that he heard his phone, but Paul reveals he loaned it to the pilot as the spinosaurus crashes the party once more this is the part that i laughed at me too okay where, where it was just like chilling <laughs> behind him <laughs> yeah with yeah. his little like t-rex arms up yeah. and hey. i was like I, I i literally like right before i started recording with you i made a story post about it on instagram oh. like cackling because I was like, it's giving very like, mom, I threw up energy. Like, yeah, totally. yeah. <laughs> it's just like standing there with his arms up, just like, hey guys. That's so <laughs> funny. That's so funny because in, in my head, I, I clocked it like, if uh, like if one of my if one of my boys like wets the bed, it's like yeah. them them outside the door yeah. that they just kind of stand there like oops and, and, he, and he was just he was just like hey hey <laughs> yeah like you, just, you were expecting him to be like hey guys like and there was no like music singer no. it was like Dur! or anything it was just kind of like oh that's, that thing is there so yeah i was dying was it's so it's so, it's so so good um that's like that got the biggest laugh out of me in the entire movie everything else was like meh maybe i got like a slight chuckle with that one i i think i cried a little bit from laughing it was really <laughs> hey it's um, me yeah hey guys <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, grant and eric run and slip through a hole in the fence and the group takes cover from the dinosaur in an abandoned shed where billy reveals he's stolen raptor eggs and god damn it billy <laughs> we Although, trusted you i knew something was up when he volunteered the to go have the dinner i was like oh okay like you have ulter ulterior motives but i didn't know exactly what but really? you know yeah and at that point i was like if you die i don't care <laughs> i was like you can go you, you uh, get out of here what's funny about the scene to me is that like the first two movies you know lost world less successfully so really battle with ethics and mm -hmm. scientific ethics and you know should we shouldn't we what, what are the consequences of science and this movie is this is like a good little pocket version of what the the movie doesn't do very well as a whole is because he's like uh don't look in that bag and dr Grant's yeah. like raptor eggs billy and billy's yeah. like and then billy's like sorry like sorry and then dr grant goes like if you do this you're just as bad as them and then they just then he's like oh wait never mind we're gonna keep the eggs though and that's like they just move on well um, yeah and then i think he was like billy was like oh yeah i thought they'd you know catch a good basically some of money on like the market or some shit i can't remember what he was gonna sell it for but um and i was like but like aren't you a research scientist like wouldn't you want to keep it for yourself to like learn more but he was like i just know i just want the money which, he's gonna like, pay that rent Bill's cool. gotta pay the i mean rent. i guess for him to get more <laughs> stuff for his 3d printer <laughs> it was expensive back then that was, i that guess was... that's like that threw me for a second it's like <laughs> so he's 3d printing and then i had to look up that the movie came out in 2001 and i was like so was this like brand new technology or were we supposed to feel like, cause now in 2022 you can, you can 3d print anything, but watching yeah. it in like a 2001 movie, I was like, 
Oh man, they probably thought they were the shit, like talking about how you can three <laughs> D print. Imagine, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Imagine a crazy sci-fi world where you can print wherever you want to. You it can... is still pretty amazing to me now that yeah. you can do that. But oh yeah, for sure, for sure. <laughs> we're like printing houses now, you know. It's right. Like, oh, <laughs> uh, but news. yeah, you're right. He did keep the eggs, which is like. Uh as as collateral which like i don't really like were they yeah i i if he had the intention to like give them back i think he had plenty of opportunity to give them back yeah. i don't know why it took him them until like the yeah. very end but anyway leave a note you know like <laughs> right sorry about your eggs i i didn't have time to look up the uh behavior of of raptors but i don't <laughs> right. think that they're, they're i don't think they're into making deals so yeah grant keeps the eggs as raptor collateral and they head off into the creepy old chain link fence compound um after sniff- sniffing some petrified shit which like <laughs> that part was funny to me i was like oh of course yeah. it's very indiana jones what they did here uh <laughs> yeah. it's like picking stuff up and, and like, i wouldn't touch it but i get it grant i totally get it um uh, Grant realizes they're in the domain of a pterodon. Pater- just so terod, yeah, pterodon. Pterodon. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> I always jokingly call pterodactyls pterodactyls, so that's oh, why no. that came out. I am not stupid. I no. know that it's pterodon, but I say pterodactyl. I know you're not stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I say pterodactyl all the time, and it pisses off my friends. Okay, anyway. <laughs> Oh no! Uh, <laughs> a pterodon, <laughs> and Eric is whisked away by a giant flying dinosaur to feed its young. Ugh, Billy. Okay, Billy thinks quickly and uses his parasol uh, that he stashed away. Which did he get it from the body? Is that where we we are to assume? Yeah. And he stuffed it in his bag. I I don't know. He I don't re- know what's happening here. He repacked. He sewed it back up. Yeah, I was like, yeah. he repacked an open parachute that was cut in the trees anyway i was thinking about that i was like i was kind of thinking it got me thinking about you know movies not working when it gets you thinking about the physics of a parachute you know right i was like like, if you just shoved if you like you know when you pack up a tent now they make them where you can just shove it in a bag you know so you don't hold it back up Would, would a parachute just like would the air just pick it up no matter what? If you're a parachuting expert, respond to us on Instagram with this and let us know about if this would work or not. If you're a, in the parachute community. Didn't he also have to reconfigure the pulley system of it all <laughs> yeah, too? So I'm this like, part was insane. Yeah. Anyway, I, I didn't like this part because I'm like, this is supposed to be like the redemption part of it. Like the, it's not really like, I don't. And then I thought he was going to die. Like, like <laughs> I. Spoiler <laughs> but, alert. Spoiler alert. <laughs> He fucking does it, but um, um, yeah, because he gets um, like mauled to death apparently um by the pterodon. So I was like, oh, cool, like come up and this is great. We're not lucky. Yeah, yeah. why does <laughs> why does he live? Like, why like, why does he live? <laughs> I do. It's funny because like either either way, you've kind of written yourself into a corner because like if he lives, you're like. Why did he live? But if he dies, you're like, damn, that's pretty harsh, like cosmic w- karma for taking yeah, some eggs. For, like, like, I mean, for putting your whole entire team in jeopardy because you wanted to <laughs> sell two eggs, I feel yeah. like you just kind of deserve it at that point. But like, first of all, how did they find him if he was in the water? Like, did they go searching? Like, <laughs> did, you know, like when they go search for dead bodies and water bodies of water, did they have like a dive crew going to look yeah. for this guy? Like, he just magically appeared on the freaking helicopter. And I'm like, where did you come from? 
Uh, yeah, the crew escapes downriver from the pterodons for the pterodons, and Eric, <laughs> having just had the emotions, and and Eric having just had the emotions of a grown man projected on him, uh, spots a herd of dinosaurs living peacefully together to prove that they're not all bad. This part was crazy to me because I was like, "Talk to the adults, Alan. Like, mm-hmm. don't put your shit on the kid. He's been through a lot already." Like, <laughs> and, and I was like, "I'm just very sad." And here's the last things I said to him, and I was like, "There's two adults on the boat." Talk to them. Don't put this all on the kid. That's the dad and me coming out, though, I guess. So they hear the sat phone ringing once more, but don't worry. This time they're safe. It seems the Spinosaurus has, in fact, shitted out. The crew dig through piles of Spinosaurus shit before finding it. Grant not even taking a moment to wash the phone off. Like, they're right, no, by, a ri- right by a river. <laughs> and he holds up to his fucking face. Uh, I know. And I was like, you just, I mean, I, I guess after all you've been through, it's like, you're already pretty fucked up and like dirty I, I mean, and everything. Yeah. It doesn't really matter, but but he just whole he just it's like hello. It's like just go fucking like splash some water on it or something. Uh, but yeah, so as he as he calls to contact Allie, the Spinosaurus attacks and submerges the crew underwater. Uh, Mr. Kirby escapes and climbs atop a crane to distract the beast. Why I don't know. Um, Grant fires a flare, which ignites spilled gasoline that's been you know spilling off this boat the whole time and scares off the dinosaur. He goes running away. And the, the crew run towards the ocean, but are cut off at the last minute by uh, the, that wily pack of raptors who seemingly just want their eggs back. Uh, Grant finds the resonating chamber in Billy's backpack, I think, and confuses them with his calls. Uh, and then they make a shady egg deal and the raptors run off <laughs> into the jungle. Uh, just then, the Navy and Marines, Ellie with Ellie Sadler with some big connections, calls the Navy and the Marines, and they arrive just in time to save the group and fly them back to the mainland. Also, Billy survived. <laughs> uh, all is well in the world, and a trio of, of pterodons flies by the helicopters in search of greener nesting grounds. Grant remarks, it's a whole new world for them. A Jurassic world, you could say. Hmm. <laughs> We'll see, and that's the whole movie. Uh, here's something I something I wanted to mention about the shit scene. One thing I do like fifty percent appreciate about this movie is they were at this point, you know, it had been uh, what ninety ninety three was the first. You know, they they were eight years out for the first one, so they were they were tapping into a little bit of the nostalgia from the initial already. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jurassic, Jurassic World goes like off the deep end with it, um, but. They're, you know, they're hearkening back to that's a big pile of shit. And the first mm-hmm. one, um, they're showing the in-gen station from Lost World. But they're doing it in a way that, like, they're not, like, proud of themselves. For not, they're not, like, patting themselves on the back for doing it. And I did kind of appreciate that. And, like, the conversation Grant has with Eric in the, in the, in the bunker mm-hmm. where he's, like, he's, like, talking. He's, like, did you read uh, Malcolm's book? And he's, like, there's too much chaos theory. And he's, like, that's two things we have in common. I, I kind of like these little little nods to the original um, to the originals without making it just such a big deal. Like most movies do today. My big example always is like Finn in the force awakens when he finds the, um, the training droid from a new hope in the, in a bag. And he's like, Oh, what's this? Mm-hmm. And then throws, throws it away. This movie is kind of doing it way before the curve, but doing it in a way that like they don't spend a lot of time. in. so that, that was kind of, kind of nice. They're just, these are the, they were treating it as like beats of a Jurassic park story. Right. As opposed to like, you know things that they had to hammer home going back to what you said about like him talking to eric and not the two adults i wonder if i'm wondering if it's because um and i could totally just be reaching here but how it's like the whole thing is that he's bad with kids 
but sure. he maybe found a kid that's more adult and on par with like, that's true his way of thinking and he read the books and he knows everything he's talking about you know it's not like a kid saying something dumb it's like yeah. a kid that's actually that actually knows what he's talking about so right i wonder if he it was like a yeah like an, an equal of sorts but not really yeah. he's still a kid but like you know sure and the, <laughs> and the adults were pretty childlike yeah yes. so it makes sense i was i was mostly just saying that because it's like just hilarious that he's like here's all my adult problems kid <laughs> um and uh i don't know we're you know the relationship between you know like with Tay Leone and William H. Macy. This movie is way, be- way beneath William H. Macy, by the way. Um, uh, he, yeah. He's incredible. Uh, and he has some, he's just got the dumbest dialogue. Um, <laughs> but the, that like love story between the two of them and like rekindling the, the, the love they once had for each other, it like falls so flat. And it's like, you still, I still hate them at the end of the movie. I'm still like, these, these guys are terrible. They're just yeah. they, like, they should not get back together because they're just gonna like hate each other in like two weeks anyways it's a a trauma bonding but also but also like your new husband is dead my dude what are you like are you gonna take a minute to like think about that yeah just give (laughs) give him a minute yeah like she there's this kind of like threw me that there was no like i had that one off line of like it's not him it's whatever and i'm like yeah but like you were married you let your son go on a trip alone with this guy so obviously he meant something to you and the fact that like (laughs) there's no (laughs) i wonder if there's a deleted scene somewhere (laughs) because she she handled that way too easy for my liking i don't think that i don't think there was a moment where there was like an emotional reckoning for amanda kirby like a deleted scene where she's just like (laughs) in the woods like just like no ben um A big feeling of this movie is that we're talking about the people relationships in the movie more than the dinosaur action and everything mm-hmm. like that, you know, and it's like, I did, I do like the boat part at the end. I think that's exciting and fun. And I do like the, I, I like the boat, like the phone sliding back and forth. Mm-hmm. There's a fun, fun little action scene. Um, but the rest of it's just kind of like, like you said, like with the, the, the derpy Spinosaurus before it's just like, <laughs> oh, here's another dinosaur. Here's another dinosaur. Yeah. Here's another dinosaur. And there's no craft or care to any of it. It just it's just jam packed with dinosaurs, um, and in that way, I feel like with like Jurassic World, uh, et cetera, et cetera. Like, I feel like there's more DNA, pun intended, I guess, in this movie mm-hmm. of of Jurassic World than I thought because I was I feel like Jurassic World kind of comes out of nowhere and it's like okay, I guess we're doing this now. Mm-hmm. But this this movie has more seeds for it in Jurassic World than I thought initially, because you know they're like. Uh, this is, you know, this is how you make dinosaurs. And he's, she's like, no, this is how you play God. And it's like, you know, that's a big through line of the Jurassic Park theory series. But like, they kind of hint that InGen's up to bigger things than just making dinosaurs in a dinosaur park. Right. Um, you know, and that carries through into the into the uh, um, Jurassic World movies. So, I mean, there's little, you know, breadcrumb trails that lead to it that I guess they, they blow way out of proportion in the movies that follow, but it does kind of cover some of that for me, but mm-hmm. I've, I haven't watched Jurassic world or fallen kingdom in a, in a hot minute. So um, how much of that, I don't really know, but you know, it's overall, what are you, what are your thoughts on Jurassic world? What do you, where, where does it, you know, did you enjoy watching it? Is it just so bad that it's hard to watch or like, what are Oh, you mean thoughts? Jurassic park three, not Jurassic. Yeah. Park. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. Jurassic, oh, okay, park, yeah. Jurassic park three. Yeah. Um, it, 
I don't like this movie. Um, <laughs> and I, I I put that on Twitter. I was like, this movie, this movie sucks. Like, this movie's trash. And, like, some people were like, hey, like Sam Neill did what he could with what he was given. And I'm like, yeah, okay, no. Sam Neill aside, I guess, if we're going to go on that boat, <laughs> it was trash. <laughs> um, some people like it, though. I had someone else reply, like, I love these movies. And I'm like, well, good. I'm really glad. But, like, it... Uh, it was so like I said it because I couldn't really sympathize with literally anybody and I feel like that's what I look for in movies that I watch like there's always someone that I can be like okay that's my person for the film or or what have you um but I I don't know like even the parts that were supposed to be sad like you know the the fact that it's a divorced couple and they get back together like I couldn't even take that seriously um I just wanted them to either die or stay apart. I don't know. I was rooting for everyone <laughs> to die except for Sam Neill. I was like, I, everyone can go and I would love to see right. some good dinosaur kills, but um, the kills that we got, like were okay. I'm not like, 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 I don't know. They're just so much better in the first one. <laughs> oh yeah. And even, um, even, in, even, even in the second one has, has better, has ones. better ones. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. It, yeah. It's just, it's not fun. So I think it's kind of like one of those ones where I'll, I'll probably forget about after we talk sure. about it. And then like, if someone's like, Oh, did you like it? I'm just gonna be like, no, nah, it just doesn't. I'm going to pretend, I'm going to pretend that one doesn't exist. Like that's the one we don't talk about. I definitely sympathize most with, with Alan Grant. Cause I just wanted to get out of there. I just wanted the movie to be over. So I'm like, let's just get out of here. I do. I think I am a little warmer on the movie than you are. I, I it's a fall, To me, it's like a fall to sleep to movie. Like you just put it on. Cause it's yes. like, you're not, super invested in it and it's like there are some goofy things you can never really go wrong with dinosaurs yeah um you know and the dinosaurs don't look as good as the first two movies but they look good and they're fun still um you know it's like I, I don't know it's such a silly like premise and movie that it is fun to just like pop on and then false it doesn't matter if you fall asleep while you're watching it right but you know this time i feel like i felt like a little warmer on it than i usually do but like sometimes you know, i just go i go back and forth on it it's definitely not good that's i never mm-hmm. go that far but um <laughs> when it comes to that yeah i just it's it's tough and it's just like man how did this franchise get here and then and then we still have three more to go <laughs> so right. that's jurassic park three in a nutshell there but before we head out let's face our jurassic park version of the trial Let the trials commence. So today on the trials, we're trying something a little bit different. It's Dino Draft. What does that mean, you say? Well, we're going to go through. I googled top 10 coolest dinosaurs <laughs> and uh, put them in order here. Uh, they're pr- pretty accurate for what I think are like cool dinosaurs. Uh-huh. Um, the ones that people like at least, I don't know, liked as kids are the ones you can kind of pick out of the group here. But yeah, I listed 10 dinosaurs. T-Rex, Triceratops, Dionychus, Stegosaurus, Ankylosaurus, Iguanodon, Troodon, Brachiosaurus, Spinosaurus, and Allosaurus. We're going to go in back and forth order and draft five, draft five dinosaurs a piece in alternating order here and uh, assemble the, the team, our, our team of the coolest dinosaurs possible. And then um, we're gonna, I'll put a poll on Instagram and you decide who has the best team of the coolest dinosaurs to ever exist. So I'm going to do the order now. I won't cheat. I promise. (laughs) Hell yeah. (laughs) Finally, finally something's going my way. Okay. (laughs) 
I love the clapping. You hear that? So <laughs> I I randomized it twice. I shuffled the names, and it said John goes first. So you'll go. Okay. You'll go. You'll go second. And I hate to do this because I because I get slightly competitive. My first draft pick, I'm going. I'm going T Rex all the way. T Rex. Okay. The king of the dinosaurs, one of the largest land predators to ever walk the earth, but not the biggest. As, we, as we've already seen, the T Rex was, as its name proclaims, the king of its day. Some theorists have tried to dethrone it, claiming it was more scavenger than hunter, but the recent discovery of a T-Rex tooth embedded in fossilized remains of a hadrosaur strongly suggests predator. Oh, yeah. So that's my first round all-American draft pick is the T-Rex. Okay. Does that mean I can't pick that one? That that means it's off the board. Okay. 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 Damn. All right. So... I'm going to pick, because <laughs> I don't know anything about dinosaurs, so okay, so don't make fun of me for this, but <laughs> I'm going to do the Triceratops as my number one, uh, oh, and yeah, that's good. simply because the Blue Power Ranger. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I remember I had the dinosaur, like the Power Ranger toys as a kid and the blue ranger triceratops is my favorite one i mean you can't really go wrong with that reasoning ever so yeah <laughs> i think you've already won um <laughs> so good good pick so it goes back to me big decision for number two here i gotta keep it real and in uh the first before we did jurassic park one with jenny i said that my favorite dinosaur ever is the ankylosaurus so i'm going i'm going to ankylosaurus for my second pick it's cool as hell it's got a big ball and chain tail. It's got spikes on its back. They were, they were in this movie, so it's topical. It's, it seems like something I, I would want to ride if I you know, didn't get spiked by the spikes on its back. <laughs> uh, it's, it's very cool. It's the Ankylosaurus, so that's my second pick. Um, I'm going to go with the raptor for my second pick because, like I said, I believe in uh, Velociraptor supremacy, and um, – <laughs> I was so happy that this one was centered around them and I love them in the newer ones. So fun fact about dinosaurs, the Dionychus is what we see in, in, in Jurassic park. Cause the Raptors were like chicken size, but they still kind of hunted the same way. Mm. Just flexing some dinosaur knowledge. That's all right. No big deal. Oh, so like the smaller ones were the Raptors. Yeah. Oh, so it's like they, cool. they, re- they renamed them for the movies because it's uh like velociraptor just like sounds cooler you know yeah like, okay definitely i'm not trying to mansplain dinosaurs no 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 no. i don't know so i don't cool. know literally don't know shit about dinosaurs so that's fine <laughs> this is all new information i'm all halfway through i'm like does red even care that i'm <laughs> You're like yeah cool power rangers let's see a tough decision for me now because it's now it's all dinosaurs i don't really know a ton about i think i'm gonna go troodon because uh, it's super cool and it's Part of its uh, genesis called the wastebasket taxon. I don't know what that means, but it sounds cool. Uh, so we're, we're going, we're going Troodon. Somebody that's that I don't off. even know. I'm just like looking them up. They look so cool. Dinosaurs are pretty cool. Oh yeah, that one's sick. Okay, wastebasket taxon. Don't know what that means. Uh, me neither. But I love it. But I love it. <laughs> um, I'm gonna go with the Stegosaurus next. Damn it. <laughs> just stay awake like stewing at night like can't believe ren took the stegosaurus um, oh, okay so sorry waste bas- waste basket taxon uh is basically a generic term for like something that doesn't classify 
uh, something that doesn't fit anywhere else. Oh, sure. So, that makes sense. Yeah, like taxon- yeah. taxonomy. Like, jeez, oh, that's pretty brutal to the Troodon. <laughs> that's why I'm taking you, you third, Troodon, because we got nothing but love for you. You're not, you're not part of the wastebasket taxon in this <laughs> podcast. You're part of the upper crust taxon. That's we love funny. you. Um, so let's see. Let's go here. Um, I'm going just because it's so fresh in my brain and I feel bad for making fun of its stupid bill. I'm going, I'm going Spinosaurus looking like it just peed its bed, but it's, uh, it's, uh, it's hanging out in my roster now. So that's good. It's the definition of that, that the emoji of the guy that's just standing there with his arms to the side. (laughs) (laughs) Totally. Um, Ooh, which one do I want? Uh, okay. I'm going to do the Allosaurus. That one looks cool for my, any other reason. Just because it looks cool. This is, looks cool. I'm telling okay. you, I don't know anything about these guys. <laughs> like, was that the one? Wait, that one. They showed that one in in Jurassic Park three, right? Yes, I, I believe so. Let me see. Okay, I remember um, the I remember the the skin texture, the print of it. It's the one with like this the horns, right? Like oh, sorry, Jurassic Park three. I remember seeing one of the dinosaurs that had like that brown and stripe sort of print, but okay. I thought that was this one. Don't quote me on this. I think that the uh, the uh, ch- sorry the Allosaurus might be in the de- like the Disney 3D movie mm, dinosaur. Okay. No, I think it might be an iguanodon actually. Oh, okay. But since I just mentioned it from the movie from the Disney movie Dinosaur, the iguanodon, I'm taking the iguanodon. Okay. And then it leaves you with the Brachiosaurus. Man, how exciting was that? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> most of mine i'm a, like the triceratops and the stegosaurus were all thanks to power rangers um oh, yeah. only, but everything Not, else just looks looked cool <laughs> brachiosaurus land before time uh, oh little, little, foot. little foot okay yeah see i need other references <laughs> <laughs> other dino movies so, other dino movies let's recap our teams and then after this episode comes out uh I will put them on Instagram so you can vote for them. I promise I'll do it this time. I didn't do I didn't do it for the Star Wars day one. I promise I'd do until like a week later. Uh, but I'll I'll do it for real this time. I promise. My dinosaur team: the T Rex, Ankylosaurus, Troodon, Spinosaurus, and Iguanodon. Ren's dinosaur team: Triceratops, Dionychus, Stegosaurus, Allosaurus, and Brachiosaurus. Who dang? Who will win? Vote for your favorite. Let us know. Again, the prize is uh, increased self-esteem. Do you do you have a favorite dinosaur, or, or you say you don't know a lot about them, but do you have one off the top of your head? Uh, um, <laughs> no, I don't think I watched a lot of dinosaur. Con- I mean, other than that, act the actual like puppet show dinosaurs, the one that was on TV, <laughs> you could, the Sinclairs. <laughs> but I don't know what kind of dinosaurs they were, so like I have no idea. That counts That's... as a favorite dinosaur. Okay, so I liked Earl Sinclair and his family from the <laughs> 1991 show Dinosaur. <laughs> um, uh, Earl Sinclair is a megalosaurus. So that's your favorite okay, dinosaur. cool. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I would expect no other answer from you, Ren. So I mean that show. Uh, that show was fantastic. That show had an impact on me, and then like the finale of it was so 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 sad. Um, heartbreaking. Yeah. Oh my god, Spoil- my, my Google home is talking. Can you shut up? Hey Google, shut up. The ending is so sad. Spoiler, at the end of Dinosaur the, the TV show Dinosaurs, an asteroid kills everybody. It, yep. <laughs> 
yeah i'm realizing i'm realizing now doug last week i didn't ask you your favorite dinosaur i'm so sorry so if you're listening to this let me know your favorite dinosaur and we'll talk about it on the next episode. I don't, awesome. I don't, I don't want to rob you of the opportunity to talk about your favorite dinosaur. So <laughs> Doug, make sure you record, record an audio clip and let, let us know. And I'll put it in the next one. Yeah. That about wraps it up for our Jurassic park three discussion. Thank you so much Ren, for doing this. Yeah. Um, thanks for having me. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry you had to watch this one, but that's okay. Oh, man, it's fine. Uh, <laughs> if you love or hate or are a defender of Jurassic Park 3, let us know. Make sure you check out Bookmarked and Busy and then check out Stitchcraft to buy a bunch of cool stuff from Ren. Um, yeah. yeah, absolutely. And uh, if you like the show, follow us at B1N1Pod to stay up to date on everything coming out. Make sure to subscribe, rate, and review us and follow us on Apple Podcasts. Uh, ring the bell, rate us five stars, and follow us on Spotify. Um, what else can you do? anything you want to do send us an email b1n1pod at gmail.com why not uh oh i'm sorry it's actually b1n1podcast at gmail.com uh how's that for branding and consistency <laughs> yeah thank you to christian Kramel for our theme music uh we're actually going to be taking next week off i'll be in anaheim for star wars celebration but stay tuned there's going to be some special dispatches from star wars celebration possibly some reviews of the days we'll see what we're going to do i i haven't decided yet but you're going to get something from that after that we'll jump into the next trilogy of Jurassic movies with Jurassic world. And uh, we'll go from there all leading up to the release of Jurassic park dominion. We'll see how it goes. So thanks so much. Uh, have a Jurassic day. <laughs> <laughs>